Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? Picture this. You're sitting in the car with your bestie after a long days of work and you are just venting out your shit. That's pretty much what this podcast is all about. I'm sorry, what? You're sitting there on your phone suddenly... Kylie Jenner's pregnant again. Um, I'm sorry, what? Or you're sitting there, your phone buzzes, and uh, Blake from three weeks ago, who said he would never talk to you again and just straight up ghosted you, suddenly texts you back, I'm sorry, what? Or the fact that people believe that pumpkin spice is not a food group. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and you can follow me on all platforms at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. Welcome back for you all. Not so much for me. Guess what happened? Again, my episode got lost. It was a 40-minute episode, and it had so much energy. And it, I was literally, I just stepped out of my room, and my sister was on the phone with my mom, so I was, like, chatting with them. And I was like, oh, I got to go re-record the podcast. And she's like, how does this keep happening to you? And I was like, that's a fair question. I'm sure everyone would like to know. So let me tell you what happens. So my computer doesn't have enough storage to allow me to record more than one episode of the podcast. And especially with like saving the intros and the commercials and all this stuff, like it just doesn't have that kind of capacity. So I have an external hard drive, right, that I bought years ago. And they're kind of fucking expensive. So like I kept this one. But here's the problem. The cords long and if you freaking breathe on this cord the wrong way if you breathe on it the wrong way it will shut down and it shuts down anything that I record on Adobe it's so annoying and the fact that like I paid all this money for this laptop and this phone that don't seem all I want it to do is be able to record my podcast and take the video like my phone for the video Adobe Audition computer for the podcast and it just like I can't And like, I don't know if there's people out there who fucking like get this shit and like understand phones because I pay for extra cloud storage. So I'm just not understanding why that's not helping me because I don't even know if I'm going to get juicy enough clip of me talking on the video for TikTok because everything just keeps shutting down. I feel stressed. So I laid in my bed and I was like, I don't know if I can do this again because by the way, I'm still sick and we'll talk about that later, but I feel like shit. Like I, I like took a shower, got in bed, was ready to edit and there's no editing on this one. So like whatever the fuck I say is whatever the fuck I say, because I can't go back and do this, which I know I said last week and let me know if you think these podcasts are sounding like shit without the editing, you just be honest with me. I can fucking take it. Okay. But if I don't need it, I'm not doing it. So anyways, um, I was laying in bed. I was like, I'm not fucking doing this again. Like this is, I, I just, I don't have the energy. But then I saw this TikTok and it was this girl, right? And you know, that Billie Eilish song that I love that she's like, that shit's embarrassing. You were my everything. Her caption. So she's like singing that song. And she was like, when you let, a, she's like, never again will I let a man with a receding hairline define my worth. And I was like, The energy, the energy that TikTok gave me. My phone just literally shut down again because my sister called, even though I was just in the room with my mom and I was like, I am recording. I got to go record the podcast. You guys, (laughs) 
I'm just trying to get through this episode. I don't know why this is so hard. <laughs> anyways, anyways, what I was saying was the receding hairline TikTok really, really put me on a new level. I'm not trying to always talk shit on the exes, but damn, damn, that was good. That was so good. So suddenly I was like, okay, bitch, fine. That was funny as fuck. Now I want to talk about that. Now we are ready to do this shit again. I don't know if it will be another 40 minutes. I think I I think I'm a little bit dead, but wow, dead inside, dead on the outside, ready to do a freaking podcast. And um, yeah, my phone's out of storage again. So I don't know. The clip, the clip is fine. You guys, I'm falling apart. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, listen. So here's the deal. I um I went to a lot of events alone this weekend. It's been a long freaking week, okay? In like a good way though. So I don't I don't mean to say this in any way that's disrespectful of like what I did this weekend, but I did kind of have a circle of life weekend. So I went to a wedding and then a baby shower and then a funeral. So it was kind of like a whole weekend and I'm not at all trying to make light of the fact that I went to a funeral. It was it was a really beautiful service. Um you know, I I got very lucky to know him and, you know, he was like a second grandfather to me. And to me, it was really important that, you know, I go and I win. And, you know, it was it was really I'm really glad I was there. But, um, you know, so I'm not trying to make light of it, but it is just like kind of this weird situation where of having all three of those events in one weekend. So Thursday was the wedding. Saturday was the baby shower and Sunday was the funeral. And, you know, I went with my dad and I I just think this is a funny, fun fact about him that I like to share. But like my dad does not miss a funeral and he reads everyone's obituary. Like, you know, when you're thinking, OK, you're writing an obituary and you're like, OK, do people read these? John Florin. He reads them all and he gets really into their lives and he'll tell me all about it. It's like one of my favorite things, you know, to hear about, which like obviously no pressure when it's, you know, like now I got to I feel like I have to prepare to write one. I mean, hopefully I have a long time to do that. But um, anyway, so we went together. So that was the one event I went to um, with my dad. And it was interesting because this weekend was kind of a, a, a vibe <laughs> in a way. So it would have been on Friday my uh, ex-boyfriend and I's five-year anniversary. And I always talked about us like kind of getting engaged around this time because I wanted to get married on our anniversary on a Saturday next year, which will be, you know, the the first whatever will fall on a Saturday next year. So like this, this year in particular always kind of held this, you know, thing for me. And it just so happened to be the year that we broke up. <laughs> Fun. Uh, but I wasn't really sure how I was going to like feel about it. And I would love to say that I got my shit together. But drunk Ashley um, after the wedding with just one too many glasses of Chardonnay, uh, she'll tell you different, but it's fine. We don't have to go there. Um, but but sober Ashley is here to tell you, you know, that it, w- it was tough, but I got through it. I think it wasn't as much that I felt like I missed him per se. I think it was just this, the companionship, like the having a boyfriend part that, you know, was, was kind of like lacking there. Because what I realized when I was chatting with one of my girlfriends at the baby shower, I was like, you know, it's hard because I was like, yeah, this, you know, this weekend's hard. But I think 
it's good in the way of like I had all these events and he wouldn't have gone anyways. Like, I mean, granted, he wasn't invited to the wedding, but if he was, it would have been this argument or the only reason he would have gone was because it was, you know, like like his friend Alex was going to be there. And, you know, for the shower, like, I don't know if he would have gone or if I would have had to drag him. And like, I just think that's so fucking stupid because if it's important to you, it should be important to your partner. And that's that. Like, you shouldn't like I get it. Not every I I understand. Like, I have a lot of social events and I'm not going to expect like my partner to go to every single one with me. Would I love that? Sure. Like, that'd be fine. But also I need a girl's night. So like, let me have me. But I mean, in the way of, you know, like if if he really can't go or he needs a break, like whatever. Right. But if it's something that's important to you and important to your friends, you shouldn't have to fight to get your partner to go there. You just shouldn't. I just I have to believe that with my whole heart. Like, I just have to believe that, you know, when something's important to you, maybe it's an art. Maybe he's like, I really don't want to go. But the second you're like, actually, this is a big deal and I want you there, that the right person's going to be there. That's just, that is just what I have in my core. That's what I'm searching for now. I'm not in the fucking mood for bullshit. Like, leave me alone, whatever, right? So anyways, all of this is to say that I realize that over the years of my life, I have low-key become a master at attending events alone. Because, I mean, before this, I never really had a serious boyfriend um, until my last ex. I mean, I, I had two other boyfriends, but I've I've said it enough. I've dragged them enough about our status here on the podcast. But, you know, and and even having that boyfriend for, you know, four and a half years or whatever, like he never came to these things. So I, I've always just kind of been someone who attends events alone, which, by the way, I hate doing the amount of times that I'll pick up a friend to just if I if any of my friends are on the way to like a wine night or something, I will pick them up because I I would rather go with someone than go alone. But even though I hate it, I still do it all the time. So here is my here's a few weird ass tips I have picked up. Okay, so starting with the wedding, because I went and what's funny about this is that, okay, so, you know, friend of the podcast, Kim, you know, she's one of my best friends. I always talk about her. And so so it was her brother's wedding, which I was so beyond honored to be invited to. That was so special because, you know, I really felt like such a member of the family. You know, I think getting invited to like a friend's sibling's wedding, like that's just so cool. Like that's them being like, you're you're on a level. Like to me, it was just so incredibly special that, you know, they they wanted me to be there and I felt so honored, right? So obviously I was gonna go like no matter what. But since Kim was in the wedding, Alex, her boyfriend and I were gonna kind of like go together with one of um our other girlfriends, Carrie. And so we and Alex and I talked about sitting together, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up going, he had to go to the venue early. So then I took the first shuttle and what was funny about this is that I'll go back to the the shuttle piece and all that. But when we were going to sit down for the ceremony, Alex was sitting in the front row, obviously. Like, I don't know why I didn't put that together before, because, of course, he's like family, like him and Kim have been together forever. I'm just waiting for them to get married. It's fine. I'm not putting the pressure on. I'm just saying I would love it. Uh, So anyways, so they're sitting in. So he goes to sit in the front row and I'm like with him. And I'm like, I'm not fucking sitting in the front row. He's like, come on. I'm like, no way. I'm like, listen, do I seem like the kind of person 
who would go sit in the front row at a wedding that I'm not family at? Yes. The answer to that is yes. I know I give those vibes. There was no way I was actually going to go do that, right? I mean, funny story, but no. So anyways, I, I, I that's just a little tidbit. But here are the people I think you should look out for to talk to at a wedding, because it's actually not too hard, given the fact that like there's an easy opening question of how do you know the couple? Like that's just such an icebreaker easy in, right? But here's the deal. Who I think you should look for in a situation, and this goes, you know, wedding, showers, whatever. You should, there's a certain kind of mom I think you need to find, okay? And it could be, it could be switch. It could be a dad like this, but I'm just going to describe a mom because that's what I have in my head, right? You want the mom that you know has like a glass of Chardonnay at night. You know what I mean? Like, or, or a glass of, like she's, she has a glass of wine, you know, she's fun, right? And you know, she's got her girlfriends and she's got a kid similar to your age. There could be a, a, a five-year age, like younger or older gap, right? But around your age, because they are now going to see you as their kid and you're getting protected for life. You're getting protected for life. And the reason it's important to have the wine mom is because that wine mom is a little bit more relaxed and the wine mom's got the wine husband, okay? Or the wine wife. They've got the wine partner. The partner whose job it is to bring them drinks all night. He's fun or she's fun. A little less social than the partner, right? But got the the good one-liners, okay? Yeah, that that couple exists and that's the one. Because not only are you now getting protected by Mama Bear and she's going to introduce you to everybody that she knows, but also she's going to make her partner grab you drinks all night. And that's the one. Here's the mom you want to avoid, though. Anyone who looks like they sell Arborn or the LuLaRoe leggings or that shit. And I'm not throwing shade at people who do it. I'm just saying that those moms who do it. No, run. Here's the deal. They are going to ask you the questions that you don't want to ask. Those are the why are you single questions and not in a fun way where wine moms sitting there like, why are you single? Let's go check out the single men. Right. Like she's setting you up for life. Our born mom, she's judging you. You don't have your shit together. You can't be honest with her. If I told her I lived with my parents, she'd be like, oh, sweetie, you know what I mean? You can join my club and you can make money just like me selling a pyramid scheme. I'm just saying there's different levels of mom. And I I know they're easy to spot. It's it's not only their outfits. Why mom's a little bit more trendy. Just a tad, just a tad, just a tad. Our born mom, meh, she's wearing sequins in the wrong way. You know, wine mom might still be wearing sequins, but this sequins in the wrong way is happening over here. Okay. And this is what I just mean. You need to find the people that are going to like nurture you in and bring you in and moms, they'll feel bad for you. So they'll take you in. Now, if you would, I also think it's easy to approach a, a peep, a group of people that's like your age, if it's not too big, you know, like a, a couple they have no one else to talk to but each other. Totally jump in. Four, good. When you got seven, seven's hard to break in. I would just wait for one person to peel off. Another suggestion, go pee a lot. If there's a communal bathroom, just go to the bathroom a lot. Not in a weird way, but compliment someone. Oh my gosh, I love your shoes. Yes. Oh my God, thank you. Now you see them again out in the wedding. Oh my gosh, it's the girl with my favorite shoes. Besties, you're in. You're in. Also, a sneaky way to make friends in a group, go to the bar, get two glasses of champagne, right? Walk up to the group and just say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. 
like don't want to interrupt, but the bartender actually handed me two drinks. And as much as I would love to drink both of them, I know one's going to get warm. Like, does anyone need a glass? Hi, you're the girl who just brought a glass of champagne. Like no one's going to hate on that. No one. And then here's the deal, because I know what the worst part of this whole attending an event alone thing. It's it's the attending the event. Once you're there and drinks are flowing, things are going to be fine. Right. But the whole like getting yourself ready process. OK, I did decide to open a bottle of rosé bubbles to myself. And I wasn't going to, I wasn't sure. I brought it to split, but then it was just me in the hotel room getting ready. And I was like, you know what, bitch, pour yourself a drink. You deserve it. So I did that. And then I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm going to like get on this bus. We're going to have fun. But here's something important to remember. Listen, no one's judging you. And if they are, they're not, they're hanging out with our born mom anyways, that you're coming. You were invited to this event. Like, Walk in with confidence, own that shit, right? Because here's the deal. If Beyonce walked in to a party alone, would you be like, where is Jay-Z? No, no one gives a fuck where Jay-Z is. Nobody cares about Jay-Z and where he is or where he's at. If Beyonce walks into a party, Beyonce walked into a party, okay? You just need to be Beyonce always, you know, Michael Scott. Uh, is that who it is? Yeah, he says that, right? Anyways, anyways, all this is just to say that like, it's so hard. And I, I, I listen, I say this knowing that I had to really fucking pump myself up. I was like, I'm getting nervous. Like, what if everybody stares at me? What if I trip and fall? Like, what if I'm not dressed right? You know, what if everyone's judging my hair? I don't know. I just, I overthink everything. But I just know that it's more important to attend an event that you were invited to than to not because you feel alone, right? Like you're 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 going to be fine and I believe in it. So these this is just a few tips and you know, I ended up having like such a great time and I really didn't feel alone because like I said I had I knew people who at the wedding. So once I got into I got into it, but it's always just the initial like showing up part that's that makes it a little bit a little bit tough. But as someone who's like I attended a bachelorette party a few years ago, back when I was still dating my ex, and it was literally one of the best bachelorette parties I've ever been to. It was so fun. It was for my now friend, Haley. Uh, she was her um, her husband was best friends with my ex, and he was the best man. So she invited me to her bachelorette party. I'd only met her actually a few times, but we fell in love instantly, so it wasn't even a worry. And I go to her bachelorette party, and I've never, I've never even seen her friends before. I drove all the way from Oregon to Lake Tahoe. I had a blast. I showed up with like 50 jello shots and was just like, hi, I'm Ashley. Here's my jello shots. And I still like talk to them today. And I think, you know, they're all super amazing girls and I had the best time. So, you know, you could like miss out. I would have missed out on all those friendships and that amazing memory. And that's such a great weekend if I was too afraid to go. Right. So like, let's not do that. <laughs> OK, so I have a little bit of hot gossip. Not too, too much, but it's about my girl Adele. Listen, I know I've said this a lot of times and I'm a little bit of a broken record about it, but hear me out. I just feel like the music that's being released during my breakup period is like, it's so elite. It's so, so, so elite, right? And then Miss Adele 
dropping all these billboards with 30. And if you know her, all of her albums are like ages, right? So, you know, who else is dropping the 30 album but our girl Adele? And she finally announced on her Instagram that she's going to be releasing a new song called Easy On Me. And it's going to be released on October 15th. Just as a reminder, we're also getting Taylor Swift Red soon. So we're going to have new Adele. Taylor Swift Red on top of Billie Eilish's iconic breakup track, Olivia Rodrigo's iconic breakup album, uh, Dixie D'Amelio, say what the fuck what you want about her. I don't even want to hear it. I love her music. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I do literally don't give a fuck. If you don't like this TikTok influencer, fine. But I love her music. It slays. And it's good shit. Like I just, mm, you guys, thank you. You know what? I'm the one who did the breaking up, so I guess I should be thanking myself for picking such an iconic time to be going through this, but it's so, it's so good. It's so good. (laughs) Also, I threw this piece of hot gossip in specifically for my mom because no one is more upset about Nick Cannon having hella babies than my mom. I know it's random, but she brings it up where she's just like, I don't, I don't understand why Nick Cannon has so many kids. And like, I've seen his face and I I don't get it either, honestly. But you know what? Whatever. So he was doing an interview and he said, I told you, man, I'm celibate right now. I'm going to see if I can make it to 2022. I'm trying to chill out. I'm chilling. I'm kind of stepping away, getting focused, uh, going within, getting my celibacy on. I have enough children, enough frolicking. I'm good right now. So uh, mom, Nick Cannon also knows that he has too many kids and he is going to refrain from sex till 2022 we will see it's only october like barely in so i don't know but whatever you know what good for him good for him friends this is a pretty big moment this is baby's first commercial break on i'm sorry what you guys we're all so proud claps claps let's get into it Listen, if you have talked to me over the past year, then you know there's only one thing that has been saving my 2021, and that is my Keith Justo Bread Club subscription. You guys, this is the best thing that's ever happened. I know that's dramatic, but hear me out. You get monthly two baguettes, one sourdough loaf, and then like a monthly loaf, which is different, and it's always something super fun, and my family and I fight over this shit all the time. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, listen, only one of us is playing for the dough here. I'm bringing in the dough. I'm ordering the dough. Don't touch my bread club. It's come in handy so many times because I'm the kind of girl who's never going to show up to a party empty handed. And I always bring a bottle of wine. But now I'm like upgraded because I'll just slice up my baguette, bring some salami and cheese and bam. It's like, hi, I brought wine and classy charcuterie and the literal best sourdough bread you're ever going to have in your life. You're welcome. You will not be disappointed in this bride club. Sign up now. You can get 50% off your first box using promo code SLEEK because you know your girl's going to hook you up, S-L-E-E-K. And you can sign up at kgbreadclub.com or you can follow the link in my bio at Ashley Sleek. Okay, you guys, we're getting into the ratchet part of the podcast um, where I now have to face my own life twice because this is my second time recording it. Usually it's just like, as long as I say it on the podcast once, I don't have to relive it, but here we go. So mom, dad, sis, feel free to exit stage left. I know my sister never does, but I'm going to continue to ask her. And um, I mean, she says she interrupted my freaking podcast today. Jesus Christ. Okay, you guys. So here's the deal. For the second time, for the second time, when I first recorded this episode, I realized that I didn't share... (laughs) 
I didn't share the answers to my question of the week this week with me on my iPad so I could do that so I could read them to you. Uh, even though this is my second go out, I still didn't. And it's OK, though, because listen, like not a lot of people gave me submissions because I asked this week about like drunk stories, which I asked because I needed people to make me feel better about my drunk ass from this weekend. Um, it's fine. Here's the deal. My favorite, the only one I can really remember was from one of my girlfriends. I won't call her out, but she was like, mine is throwing up in your car in college. And like, here's the deal. I feel like if you were my friend in college and you didn't throw up in my car, I feel like you missed out. Uh, My car got thrown up in so many times, so many times. And it's not, and it, you know, to me, I'm like, rather you throw up in my car than on some cute guy's shoes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never going to be mad about it. It like at least probably happened five times that I can think of off the top of my head. And that's, you know, a combination of on the floor, like out the window, like in, in, you know, into a bag in there, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like whatever. If, if you didn't have a good time in college and throw up everywhere, like you didn't go. So do not feel ever embarrassed about that. I had a DD life, especially my senior year, not like all through college, obviously, because I, all this trauma I'm about to talk about with the way I act when I'm drunk, like this started in college. Um, but my senior year, I worked at Chipotle and you had to work super late, especially in the college town. Um, I sound so, so fun right now, but I worked at Chipotle and like you worked super late nights. Uh, I used to literally do class and then I would do practice and then I would do uh, Chipotle and then I would pick everybody up from the bars after um, or the parties or whatever. So I had a great time doing it. I loved it. No regrets. Anyways, all of this is to say, never feel bad about that. Now, here's my deal. I have I have come to learn. I, I've always known this, but I'm addressing it now because I'm hoping that it, this will be some therapeutic bullshit where I address the problem. And then maybe next time I dr- I'm drunk, I don't do this. I come off so insanely aggressive to men when I'm drunk. It is like my flirting technique is just never leaving their side or just like just appearing everywhere. Just, I don't know, just being crazy and then crying at some point. And listen, that's not the way. The problem is, this is, so I, I was like, okay, very cute man, very cute man at the wedding. Actually, I did one of my best works in the way that I was talking to his dad. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's your son. He's so cute. And he was like, oh, my gosh, you're so sweet. And I was like, wouldn't I make such a fun daughter-in-law? Like, you know. And so I hadn't met this man yet. I just walked up to him and I was like, oh, my gosh, come here. We have to talk to your dad together. So I did. And I was like, so you're da- I just told your dad I think we should get married. I don't remember what happened after that. Um, I don't know if anybody left. I don't know if that joke killed or if everyone from then on out thought I was weird. But I can definitely tell you from what I remember at the end of the night was just like not good. OK. And I, like I killed my chances. I shouldn't have even been hitting on this guy to begin with. But you know what? Smashly, she doesn't see whatever. She just does what she wants. So the problem is, though, is that like historically, my success with men is typically when I'm drinking. But that's I think that's just literally because where else like am I going to go approach a man at a Trader Joe's? Like probably not. So, you know, whatever. But I think if I have to analyze it, I think I'm convinced that it's the only time that anyone's going to talk to me or that like I 
I'm not good enough or whatever for like, like sober me isn't enough and I'm never going to have the confidence. So I need to go do it now, you know, and I just like panic and I hype myself up and then I'm like crazy. I'm so crazy. And listen, sometimes it's worked for me. Sometimes I'm not as crazy and I'm just fun. Um, Australia, Ohio. And other times um, I just end up, you know, crying in my hotel room. So this is this is my message to myself. And I and I just I don't hope that other people are like me. I really don't for you. But for me, selfishly, I do. So I hope that everybody understands because this is my journey that I'm on. You are just as beautiful, if not more beautiful and confident and amazing, sober than drunk. So when you're drunk, don't feel like it's the only time that a man's going to talk to you or you're going to have the confidence to talk to a man because you will get too crazy and you will be a mess and it will not be cute. So that's my whole, I literally sat there with my McDonald's like about to throw up on Friday morning and was like, okay, you need to work through this because this is how you ended up with the nickname of Pirate's Booty in college. And we're not doing that again because Pirate's Booty came from me hitting on a guy at a party, at a lacrosse party that my guy friends were like, no, Ashley. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's so cute. And he gave me attention and I ran with it. And I was like, I'm in love with him. I was obsessed with this guy at the party. And then I woke up the next morning and he was so fucking weird. He was so weird. He was like the weirdest guy on the team and everybody made fun of me. And the reason that he used to tape his lacrosse stick with pirate tape. And so they used to call him pirate boy, which made me pirate's booty. And it was the fucking worst. And this has haunted me for my whole life. So I I wish I would have learned this, you know, then. But unfortunately, I brought this all with me all the way to 28. But we are not letting that energy into 29. Okay, we're just we're just not. All right. I've also been really excited to talk about the dating segment because I couldn't wait to tell you all that Australia listened to the podcast. Yes, we are best friends now. Um, He said it, not me. I'm just kidding. I said it. Uh, And I was talking to him and I was like talking about the podcast, obviously, because it's like the most exciting thing in my life. And he was like, I want to listen to it. He's like, did you talk about me? And I was like, oh, of course I did. Like both episodes. And, you know, I I shared it with him and immediately regretted it. I was like, what the fuck? Like this guy is never going to talk to me again. And that's not the case. He loved it. He said he followed and he would listen to the next episode and he was hoping he would make it in this one. And he did. And literally... I the the sheer like pain in my soul I was feeling as I was knowing he was listening. It's not that like I really said anything bad because I went back and listened, but it was just, you know, it's a tough you never really know how the other person feels about the story until, you know, they say it on their podcast. And I was like, uh oh, am I gonna get in trouble? But he loved it. He did mention, okay, that he would like to come on the podcast. And I feel like this is our opportunity to bully him into doing it. So please feel free to DM me and and say that you would like to hear him on the podcast because I just think that'd be so iconic. So iconic. How fun to get the Motel 6 story from his perspective. Like this is amazing. I I love that. 
I will share that he let me know. Um, okay, because, you know, I was telling the story about from when I was telling the story. I was talking about how Aaron and Kim, you know, would like point out guys and I would go talk to them. Now, um, I didn't think about what that would look like from the other side, given the fact that the bar wasn't really that crowded. Um, so what happened was, is when I first walked in, I was talking to this other guy and he was boring. OK, so I walked away like real life ghosting. And so I guess when I got up. Um, Australia was sitting next to that guy. Let's just call him like army because I think he said he was in the army. So I was probably like, eh, not in the mood to deal with that. So um, <laughs> so then I went for um, the one with the kid instead. So anyways, I I uh, got up and he like turned to him. He's like, oh, that girl's been hitting on like everybody tonight, whatever. And uh, I mean, I was, but like then how I I would believe that would be a then honor that I decided to go back, you know, with you. And <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't know how he took that, but that was just the way I had to interpret it in my mind. Because the idea that I was that crazy, you know, that I was like the weird girl at the bar just like literally killed me to the point where I, I was like, listen, my anxiety is at a 15. I need you to tell me if I was that weird. Like I need... I need to know. I need to know. Because it's like this. The way I was thinking about it was, you know, me getting the Motel 6 night was like so, it was so important in my development. I, I, listen, I asked for the phase. I was there and I was like, oh my God, this guy thought I was like cute enough to get a hotel room for. So like, to me, this is a big turning point in my bringing, my upbringing here. So if I find out that he just wanted to like be with a weird girl and that like, whatever, like this wasn't some sort of exciting moment, um, I would die. It's kind of like, listen, if you didn't watch Glee, let me break this down for you. Rachel Berry, okay, competes against Kurt for a solo, right? And she talks about how this is like a big moment in her career because she beats Kurt. And what happened in reality was that Kurt threw the competition because, you know, he his dad wasn't fully ready. Like he was nervous about his dad, like, seeing him sing like a girly song because he was gay and like they were working through that. So he throws a song. And then years later, when they're both living in New York and they're roommates and they're having a little fight, Kurt is like, well, I, I threw the competition. And she was like, oh my God, my whole life is built on a lie. So now if I find out that like, I didn't get the hotel room because I'm pretty and fun and, and fun and like, you know, a 10 out of 10, I just feel like, I just feel like my whole post breakup life is down the drain. And like, I, I don't know how to feel about that. So anyways, I definitely think we should all encourage him to come on. I think this is so fun. And, um, yes. So I also have some other, um, updates you guys. Okay. Mm, I have a, I have a date. Um, yeah, I have a date this weekend. So I'm freaking out. I, I haven't been on a date in like a long time, obviously. And what's funny about this. So I met this guy on Bumble. I will say he was one of those people that I definitely would have benefited from having like a girl best friend, because if I was going off photo one, I don't think I would have been as interested. And like, listen, I'm not saying I'm going to tell this to his face right now, but if, if it works, I would tell him because it was just the wrong angle with the sunglasses. It was just like weird vibes. But then photo photo two was cute. Photo three was was hot. And I was like, whatever swipe on him because sometimes when people are too hot I won't swipe on them because I just get intimidated like I'm sure I would have talked to that guy drunk at a bar right but like swiping on my phone I'm, I it's not like they know 
that I swiped on them. But for some reason, I just like can't fucking handle it. So like if they're too cute, I won't. But this time I talked myself up and I was like, swipe on this guy. And I did. And we matched. And then we were talking. And um, then he called me gorgeous. And I texted Kim and I was like, is this a red flag? And she's like, that someone called you gorgeous? No, that's like what's supposed to happen. But I was like, do they do that? Do people like, I don't know. I just, I okay, whatever. So um, anywho, anywho. All this is to say that I think I accidentally asked him on a date. Like, not that I didn't want to go on a date, but this wasn't. But like, I think I I think I did this because what happened was, is we were talking about the podcast. Like I said, it's listen, this is my big flex. OK, let me have it. So I'm talking about the podcast and he was like, oh, I'll have to listen. And I was like, mm, you know, mm. uh, <laughs> I was like, listen, I would love that because there was no, to me. I have already said this. It's so important that like whoever I'm with you know, loves a podcast. The fact that he even wanted to listen gave me all sorts of vagina butterflies. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, I, we should probably go on a date first. You know what I mean? Like, let's ease into it. Listen, I already know Australia loves me for life. OK, we're best friends, so he can listen to the podcast. I was like, it's too early. We haven't even met in person. We've only been talking for two days. So I was like, I, I don't know. I thought it would be like something cute to say, but I was also being very serious. And he was like, OK, when? I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. And what was so funny about this is when he said this, um, other uh, fellow, other bestie of the pod, Erin, happened to text me right at this moment. And I was like, or no, I, I texted her first. She texted me back. Anyways, that's not important. She te- a text came through from her right at the same time. And instead of responding to him, I just texted her and was like, oh, my God, I'm going on a date. And like, holy shit. And I was like, wait, I should probably like. I should probably answer him. I should probably like say yes. But like, holy shit, like so exciting. Right. Um, And it actually it's been like such a freaking busy day. I didn't even get to like text her back and fill her in. So anyways, I haven't even like I haven't even got to like fully express to all the besties that like I, I got a date like this is so exciting. So I'm so sorry if you're hearing this for the first time on the podcast. Like we will chat about it. I like when I tell you this day was insane, this day was freaking insane. And as you know, I just had to record the podcast twice and it's almost nine o'clock. This is like bedtime for me. Anyways. Okay. Sorry. And listen, 34 minutes in hot mess express. Okay. All this is to say is that I'm freaking out. I mean, I'm so excited, obviously, but I'm trying not to be too excited because, you know, I'll freak myself out. I have no idea what to wear. You know, I'm going to be annoying and do a whole TikTok about it. So if you don't follow me already, make sure you follow me at Ashley Sleek for my besties that are on TikTok. I'll send you the video. But um, yeah. Wow. I feel overwhelmed over freaking. Well, my I'm sorry what this week, like I'm already to time, but like my I'm sorry what this week was about him only because uh, it and it's it was just about smiley faces. I just don't know. Like, maybe I'm being too green. But, like, a part of me just also felt like a smiley face over an emoji was a red flag. I'm letting it go. Kim told me to let it go. I'm letting it go. So we'll see after the date if it was a red flag. But I don't know. Just, like, use an emoji. Like, use an emoji. There are so many to express. One smiley face. I want to see. There's different levels to smile. I don't know what kind of smile you're giving me. Like, I'm sorry, what? Use it. Use an emoji. Are you using the rosy cheek smiley face? Are you smiling with your like your eyes excited? Like what are you are you smiling panicking? That's my favorite emoji. Like the uh, like that kind of gives me I'm sorry what emoji vibes. So anyways, yes, that was my I'm sorry what moment was to use fucking emojis and not like the semicolon or I don't even think it's a semicolon. I don't remember what it's called. The two dots on top of each other. You guys, I think I'm so flustered. This is literally the last episode went like this too. And I was like, well, at least if I do it again, I'll be a little bit less of a hot mess. No, I'm not. I'm freaking out. You guys here. This is something I mentioned. I want to make sure I mentioned it again. 
and this is I swear to God, I'll start. I'll stop talking after this. But I remember it's October, like in February and, you know, March and April and even May, June. I'm not going to keep going through the months, but pretty much like all these last few months, I have felt like I was never, ever going to feel better. Like I was never going to be happy again that, you know, this was it. This breakup was going to absolutely destroy me. And I never thought I'd be sitting here, you know, genuinely feeling excited. And it's not obviously like it's not just this guy in this date. Like I got through our anniversary weekend and yes, there were some hiccups and yes, there were some tears, but it wasn't as bad. Like it didn't totally disable me the the way I thought it was going to. And I think I'm to the point now where, you know, like I mentioned, it's like I I would I want a companion. I want it for the right reasons. I don't want it to get over my ex. Like I don't I don't care about him. I care about finding someone who's going to like really give me what I deserve. And I was treated really badly, you know, and the more I think about it, the more I know that and the more you know, I feel sorry for that girl, but proud of that girl that she made her decision. And like, I, I did it. And, and it was, it's hard and it will continue to be hard, but it was so worth it. You know, it was so like right now I feel worlds better than I felt this time in 2020. And that says so much. And I just want you to know that if you're in a relationship where you don't feel your best and you don't feel like you're being treated just in the best way that you're supposed to, if you don't not feeling supported and loved and cared for you guys, just leave them, leave them. I promise. I promise. I know it doesn't feel this way. It is better to be alone. I was, I didn't think I would say that through this whole breakup. I was like, I was a fucking idiot. Now I'm alone. I, this sucks. No, no, it doesn't. It was the right call. And don't feel bad about, you know, however long it took you. You had a wonderful relationship and, you know, you lived your life and you guys weren't right for each other and you're not right for each other. And it's going to get better. And that's all. That was my preach. Uh, bless up. <laughs> all right, you guys, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, download. I really hope I don't get ghosted or stood up so I can tell you all about the date next week. Holy shit. The podcast is getting way too lit. (laughs) Okay, bye.